The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to create a life that's intentional and dynamic? Welcome to the Intentional Spirit with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for tuning in, either in live time or some other time. We know that you're alive, and that that's what we are all about here as difference makers, is that we're, we're looking for the you know, the energy of we want to be aligned with what gives us life. And I believe it was Howard Thurman that said that. Don't think about what the world needs. Think about what makes you feel alive and focus on that. So welcome to the intentional spirit. I I tell you, it's amazing to me how many times even during the week I hear of stories and experiences and I think about, wow, you know, it is a different path when you're in intentional spirit because you continue to build dreams, uh, to create, to be open-hearted, And it doesn't mean that things aren't happening outside of you. (laughs) Isn't that a good thing? (laughs) It doesn't mean that there's not times where things are unpredictable or there's no control or there's issues or or problems. An intentional spirit is a person that continues to walk forward, step forward, move forward forward. And of course, you know, my love is being with you on Wednesdays on this 2 p.m. Eastern time and then bringing in some of the most amazing world teachers that support all of us, including myself, and being in the practice because it's every day. So, drum roll, Mary Madeiras. Welcome to our show today. It's a privilege to have you. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. And um, somebody just asked me the other day to define for them, um, how would I talk about the Akashic Records? And now I I have a place to send them. Thank you. Yes, yes. Um, so, Temple, first I, I want to just say that in your intro, you so beautifully talked about what makes us feel aligned, mm-hmm. um, which is so exactly what the Akashic Records are about. Um, when we are 
Well, I'll explain what they are for those who don't know. Should we begin there? Wherever you want to go. We want to go where you sure. want to take us. We're willing. All right. <laughs> thank you. So um, a lot of folks ask me, what are the records? They're drawn to the records, and there's more and more people coming to the their own Akashic Records, I should say. So the Akashic Records, they're a, they're a body of knowledge. They're an experiential body of knowledge that contain, or con the knowledge contains everything that every soul has ever, ever thought, said, and done over the course of that soul's existence, as well as its future possibilities. So what does that mean? It's, it's an actual divine quantum realm. It's quantum. And the records have been around since the beginning of time. And in history, going way back, they were only able to be accessed by mystics and, you know, I guess clerics maybe and um, very religious people. And what, ha what has happened throughout the thousands of years is as our planet has expanded and ha as consciousness has um, expanded and our vibrations are becoming higher, we'll say, um, we're, we're, we're now able to access the records, our own records on our own. Um, and so it's a very exciting time right now. A lot of people have said, oh, the veil's getting thinner. Well, it kind of is. There, there's much more... There are many more, um, more people are, are, are seeking their own inner spiritual guidance. And what I'm excited about with the records is that they're a tool that we have, and we all have that because there's a record of each one of our soul's journey. And that means events, actions, energies, passions. So as we access our records, when we do access our individual records, we are um, embraced by light energies that oversee our records. And in the case of me as a practitioner, those light energies, they're not spirits or ghosts or anything like that. They're actually, they're light, they're light energies. And they take the quantum messaging and they basically use me as a tool, a conduit, and they use my ability to speak, my imagination, to translate the messaging that that person, individual person, um, needs to feel and hear and know at that particular time so that they can align, back to the word align, more fully with who they are and why they've incarnated on the planet at this time. That's, that's the big gist of it. It's so, it's so magical. Um, and yet it is interesting how how people do have it mixed up or, or just don't have an understanding of you know of, of, of what it really is and it's mm -hmm. and and to me it, it explains so many things um and it can be as simplistic as being drawn more to tibetan stuff or you know uh loving certain aspects about things in life that that it's because it's familiar right it's been something yes. that's been laid out time and time and time on the on the soul uh, journey. It may not make sense intellectually or analytically, um, especially with us over analyzing metaphysical people on the planet. <laughs> but aside from that, you know, <laughs> it's like. But when you when you lay it out, it's like, oh, okay, that just makes perfect sense. What I 
what I feel when you're talking is I, um, I feel um, just how many breakthroughs that I, I, I can only imagine um, what it's like when you're doing a reading for someone, um, mm-hmm. how lights go on, you know, magic comes in yeah. or, or people go, oh, I'm, I'm not crazy, though. That's not necessarily a bad trait, but I'm not. I really no wonder, you know, that kind the, of thing. The no, so, the, yes, the, the no wonder is the big one. It's ahas and no wonder because, <laughs> as I say, because people kind of refer to me during sessions, they go, oh, you are so good. How did you get that or know that? And I have to, because I'm, it's not really me. It's an aspect of me. But my ego center it, through prayer, I mean, I open records through a sacred prayer and the permission of that person and using the person's specific name because there's a quantum signature attached or our name activates the quantum signature of our, our specific soul. And, and so we, we're no, there's no danger in opening somebody else's records by accident. It just doesn't happen that way. Um, but what is um, the ahas that come are a result of the dialogue, the divine moves on the spoken word, which I know is your life. It's what you do. So as the divine moves on the spoken word, as we dialogue in the records, the divine is moving through. And that, that in, in essence, the person who I'm reading, I actually like to call it a session, they're dialoguing with the divine aspect of themselves. So they're talking to themselves in a sense that, that, that it's so magnificent and magical, yes, bigger than magic. Um, and what happens is the records are reflecting always 24-7 what our soul's chosen journey is. We all get a little off because third dimension is so challenging. And when, you know, we slip out and then it, it becomes um, obvious through, I'm not happy, why can't I manifest money? Why can't I get a relationship? Blah, blah, you know, what's my life about? And when people come to the records, the records reflect what their soul chose in this, in this particular lifetime. And then, as, and so they, we, it's like we chew on it. Abraham Hicks says that we like chew on it in a sense in, in divine juice. And as that person speaks, they start coming, they start aligning themselves back to what they're here to do. And it will get specific at times. And sometimes very new endeavors are created within the records. It's amazing. It just, it, and, and I expand tremendously. When I close someone's records, I'm just flying high. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, I, I, I can only imagine. And I have, uh, you know, really nothing to compare it to other than um, when I think about, uh, like, when I do soul retrieval with a person. And, and like mm-hmm. you, I'm, I'm a catalyst. You know, I'm a, a channel. You know, we use language as best as we can in English. But... You know, I'm just allowing and took uh, many years and studies to be able to be in that space, right? Because we're talking soul. Yeah. And I, I take that to heart. I'm, 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 I'm not about the weekend retreat, the business card, and now you are a, a shaman. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. And, <laughs> and so, because we have a lot of that out there. God bless. But 
that being said, um, I, I know that, are you finding, or do you find, because in that way, I in, in using what I consider correct language, since a tribe didn't pick me, I use shamanic practitioner. So as a practitioner, are you finding that there is definitely some kind of correlation, uh, connection with the people that are drawn to you? Do you feel, because I feel like an upload um, sometimes because um, mm-hmm. of things that I see on people's soul journey, uh, and a lot of it is past life stuff, it's, it's like it, it does energize me because I believe it it's bringing into being an element of me. Um, did I make any sense just now? <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, you did. I, I think, okay. yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I think, well, here's the thing. I was called to the records. And I kept not listening to the signals. So I'm a really good person to be a practitioner because quite often we're, we all go through life not listening to our inner divine design, I think. I mean, this is my interpretation. And so I was doing that. And I, I mean, really, literally a book in a metaphysical bookstore, finally the third and final sign was it was sticking off a shelf above me and it would have fallen, and I, I grabbed it, and it was the book was called How to Read Your Akashic Records, and I had already been um, kind of guided in that direction, but I was already I was over in television and working madly and wonderfully in television, and so I knew it was like inside I kind of knew right, so to sort of weave around to what you were I think what you were just talking about. The records called me, and I agree with you about the people with the cards and, you know, the seven steps to this in three hours and all of that. There's a lot of that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't run out looking for people for the records. I never have because it's not how it worked with me. And so it's, um, it was sort of, it's my design. And as I began to study my own records and I worked with um the Linda Howe uh, Center for Akashic Studies out of Chicago. And as I was opening my own records to do my own healing work through the records, which is what now I offer other people, um, I expanded. I came to see things. I saw my past lives. Um, and I realized that, that that's part of why the records called me to the records. So what I find is that everyone who, is, who comes to me, it doesn't matter how they did, whether it was word of mouth or they might have heard me on your show, let's say, or other podcasts or whatever. It's not about that. It's that there's something in them that is resonating around their own divine connection, and there's a calling forth that's happening. So as they're called forth through me, then I'm in the records because I'm sort of dancing in divine with them. I'm expanding. So I feel at the same time I'm being called forth too, each and every time. That's so powerful. Yeah. I have really been looking forward to this conversation. Um, And I (laughs) want to urge all of you who are tuning in to go to spirittherapybymary.com. Spirit Therapy by Mary 
com. So in in curiosity and also in relatabilities, um, you know, because we we have people that tune in and and they go, I have these gifts and I'm either afraid of them or I, I don't. I'm hesitant in moving forward with them. I mean, one of the things I would say and one of the things I think you would say is you may as well surrender because eventually you're going to give in, you know, it, because it's it's part of the path um, that on a level the soul has chosen. And that's what we're going to find ourselves doing. I mean, I was in ministerial school telling them not to call on me because I didn't want to speak. <laughs> So, you know, so we, 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 we get that, but I wonder, um, you know, with you and your long background and success and Emmy award winning experiences in television, did anybody feel you were missing a, a moment? I mean, when, when you started pursuing, uh, and opening up to like a whole new rim in your life or, or did you even notice, you know? Um, because that that I find is with the woundology of of sacred he- healers is that it's they're either often lost in the closet of perfectionism or they're into the realm of in, wanting to be invisible. So I, I was just curious, like, was it just an easy transition for you? Yes, it was an easy and it, it, interesting. I should call it an incorporation because. Uh, and this is what comes through the records a lot for others who might have had a path that they were on as a career, yet there's something churning inside them that wants them to do something else. And it's not, okay, that's done. Now you're over here. It's never that in the records. In the records, it's that first thing is we get to mine the juice of that first thing as we incorporate it into the new thing. So um, that's what happened for me. So I should say, too, that when I was very young, I grew up Catholic, um, born into a Catholic family, and I always felt the presence of God. And today, I mean, we have many words for God today. Whatever we want to call it, source, it's all the same. It's this magnificent something that makes all this, this beautiful planet operate. Anyway, I felt mm. it. I remember being, you know, in first, second grade and feeling something. And then, you know, I got into life and there were things about the actual church itself that I, I could not line up with. And so I moved through my life and I I went with what I was attracted to in every moment. And while I was in television, I, I should say that probably the divine part of me was uh, my soul was feeling like eventually... Why am I here? Because the environment I was working in was very left-brained, very money-conscious, very third-dimensional. And it was the longer I stayed in it, the more I was feeling like not happy inside, I'll say. And I used to wonder, like, why am I in this? Then, then Then the records came to me, I'll say, that I was brought to the records. And as I began to work in the records, it became apparent to me through my working in my own records that the thing that I thought was wrong, the working in television and all of that, was actually the trench work that now informs what I'm doing now. Because I'm a writer, 
and I'm, I mean, I'm an Akashic Records practitioner, but I will open my records while I'm writing. I've written a teen series that's being pitched right now and um, for self-empowerment, and I'm doing a high conscious work through my media experience. I'm taking my media experience and channeling it through now in a different way. And so I couldn't do that right now had I not spent all those years in the trenches, as I call it, working with, like, you know, a lot of bullies, I'll say. Um, so it's informed who I am. It's informed my work. And it's taken me to a new level. So that's what, and I'm a living experience uh, or a living example of that, which is what is brought to people in their records quite often when they say, well, I don't know, you know, I, I thought I wanted that, now I want this. And the records are like, it's all beautiful. That was okay and still is okay. You can do that and that and that. Let's see what happens when we put it all together according to your soul's design. And these new things come out of that. Like, it, I'm still in such awe of this that um, I guess the day I'm not in awe, I'll have to just stop doing it. But anyway. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, I, I, I totally hear you. I, every part of the path we use somehow, don't we? It, yes, it, we do. It, it, it all comes to play. We are like our own great big television show, um, our, our Broadway <laughs> play within itself, you know. Yes, um, we are. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, um, and how, it, how it all ties together the different characters that we have the opportunity to play in our, our lifetime is mm -hmm. I just mm -hmm. love life. I just find it absolutely amazing. Um, and just yeah. love living in what I don't know yet. And, um, you know, coming from alcoholism and some other things on the, on the path. Um, and that's a level of control, um, to be able to say, gosh, I, I don't want to know. You know, it's just, it's a fascinating thing to sometimes be an observer and go, really? And it's like, yeah, really. More and more mm -hmm. uh, mysticism and um, more of more the ability to have your heart open um, because it's that, that space that's unpredictable, that's raw, that's vulnerable. You know, it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's a beautiful thing. And so, when we're open in the way that um, what you're describing, Temple, when we're open in that way and, and enjoying and breathing in the not knowing, then the realms that are around us that are in non-physical, the divine workers, can speak to us easier because we're open. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, you know, the, um, there's so many things I want to, I want to talk to you about. And that's why I have these big pauses because I've got like six things wanting to come through me at one time, <laughs> which is a good thing. <laughs> um, yes. How, um, do people confuse, uh, like psychic readings? I know I've had many psychic readings through, through the years and I, I see them as a map. You know, and I'm also aware or, or have observed through the years that to the level that the psychic is, and I don't mean I'm taking their inventory for goodness sakes, but maybe it's in accomplishments or maybe it's experiences. I do think that that does come into play sometimes um, with how the reading is. 
but do you um, how is that different and we probably will get interrupted but we'll come back to it after our after our break do people think it's going to be the same when they come to see you um, it's actually so far no uh, and also I usually bring up the idea of what psychic readings are and I too have had many um, psychic read it just it, it simply and there and psychic readings have value they are more of a direct conversation with a loved one or we could say entity on the other side whereas the akashic records is our our uh, our exchange with the broader divine aspect of ourselves that's basically the difference and does an akashic record refer to where you were which would explain where you are this minute or yeah. and both does it is it inclusive that it kind of presents a possibility of, of where you're headed or is that does that come into play at all it, it they both come into play and okay. it will it depends on what the need of the person is at that particular time because there are overseers of the records that are showing up as light energies they're known as okay. the masters, teachers, and loved ones, which we can we can talk about that later. But um, but the 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 oh, I forgot the question. <laughs> no, you're on it. We're, we're, we, it was about, about are the akashic records of the past, your soul path yeah, of, of the, the past, past. which Thank will you. give information. Also, is there information that would be gifted to you that says, oh, I I see also possibilities according to your records that you could you know live in Nepal you know is it specific yeah. specific yeah. or is it um, and there's just so much you know that it's not <laughs> so many you know, things you can answer in one question <laughs> well the future part you know the reason I forgot was I was thinking about our break but uh, the, the future part is it winds up in the client themselves comes to it it's very interesting the past okay. Yes, can be very specific. It depends on if it's necessary to clarify or bring that person more to their to their uh, their role. You know, their the the the, the affirming of their role. Because um, once they snap into their role, everything is like, whoa, I love this. Then it means this, that, that, and the person themselves, the client, they're they're actually taking over the conversation in a sense with their own divine self. So it's like feeding the energy of the future if that makes sense and then it and then it becomes um a reality through in within the reading and then it's affirmed and then the records will affirm it as that person is talking about it of the future as far as the mm. past lives yes they come up often all right everybody and well what a magical day tell your friends tune in now to the online radio wow we have great music we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
Welcome back to The Intentional Spirit with Reverend Temple Hayes. Wait a half minute. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. And oh my gosh, I want you to share this show with your family and your friends. And and what a great time for, you know, that's the whole point. When, When we find the external things that are seemingly at this time more and more challenging, and we're definitely having to go with the flow these days here in 2020, when so many of you kept asking for more and more vision, well, you are getting it. <laughs> but that being said, wow. Um, Mary Medeiros is this incredible Akashic record practitioner. And you can go to spirittherapybymary.com, spirittherapybymary.com. But definitely share the show with your friends. Have them get in touch with her because this is a time in life of such uncertainty that's so obvious. What a time to just go deeper and let it be okay to be uncertain and look at your soul. I mean, that that's what it's all about. So, Mary, welcome back and Thank you. welcome again. And I was going to share with you during break, but I didn't know three and a half minutes was going to go by like, you know, 60 seconds. It just went, whoa. It did, yes. Um, <laughs> When you're when you're doing things for teens and you're doing the empowerment, I I wanted to just say that um, with the second leading cause of death being suicide with young people, um, do you have any any thoughts about that? Any feelings about that? Um, either in your line of work or as a person? I mean, I just I never do. thought we would see a time that this would be like the new norm? Well, um, so uh, when I was moving away from television, I took a breather, we'll say. Uh, I was, for some, who knows, spirit guided me to pay attention to what was going on in the lives of teens. This is, I'm from New York City, and I was back in New York City for a while. Anyway, I was seeing the suicide rates going up. I was seeing story after story after story. And I sat there and I thought, what can I do with this? What do I know how to do? And this is aside from, and I was working in the records at that time. And so what I came to, and it was through my work in the records, is I created a new model for television, which is utilizing what, what, what teens are excited about. I have a sci-fi storyline at the front. And then every, it's a series, and every Every episode contains a real story in the life of a teen. So what I noticed is that in television, a lot of they're trying to do some through their series like 13 Reasons Why, which was about suicide. They're they're trying to do they're trying to sort of uh, tap into topics that like you're bringing up. And what I noticed was that the systems I feel are failing our young kids. They're failing them. Schools are struggling. They're not. They don't know how to handle it. Kids who are thinking about suicide are not going to their counselors. They're not going to their parents to say, you know, mom, dad, I'm feeling weird. They're not doing that. And so the schools are lost. And, um, you know, pharmaceuticals are made, well, they're on drugs to help them with depression and things like that. So I saw all of this mishmash happening. And I thought, what is television doing or not doing? Well, it's, it's tapping into these topics in a very good way. But then where does that energy go? 
the series ends and everyone sits there going, oh, my God, that was me. So I am paneling it forward through the series that I created. So it's an entertainment show with real topics happening in every episode, but then I've created a secondary real-life series where young people around, at least the United States for now, will be in small groups of 8 to 10, and I'm calling it Raw Talk, and they will discuss with each other these topics because they're helping each other right now. So um, I'm channeling the energy forward through the model, and um, it's, it's being so far well-received. It's in the U.K. right now being considered for Netflix possibly. So um, I'm hoping that we can use media in a better way because it is there. People turn to media and, um, and give these young people um, self-empowerment, and that's what the show is about, self-empowerment. So it's interesting that you asked about that. I'm very concerned about these numbers going in the wrong direction. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I want to recommend you for, I don't know if you're aware, but I'm in a, a, a film with Deepak Chopra called Never Alone. And it's all about suicide. And it was uh-huh. destined for the theaters and then COVID. Um, but the important uh-huh. thing about that is the passion around the subject and that, you know, being a life advocate. Yes. It's, it's very hard to see this unnatural act, you know, happening so commonly. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I will, I want to recommend to Dia that they have you on the Thursday night live Facebook show as a guest uh, for this topic, because it's, we need to be talking about it <laughs> and giving life to it and, you know, all of that. I agree. So, um, I agree. And, and what, and I think what has to happen is, um, what's being, what's evident is that young people are turning to other young people because the systems are not giving them possibly what they need. And so because of that, instead of resisting that and just getting more counselors to do more work, I think we should use that energy. So what does that mean? Like we can find youth ambassadors. I like to call them ambassadors. Kids who have contemplated suicide and didn't, let's say, or they, you know, they're, they're further along in their own healing and imagine that child or I shouldn't say child, but that teen now sitting around with other kids who are lost. And that's just one major topic. Um, and, and, and have them talk about why they're having these feelings, have them feel comfortable discussing it with like, you know, 18 ambassador type uh, leader, I should say. Uh, I think that's going to have a huge impact. And I think it's going to help, Young people feel self-empowered. That is so profound what you're saying because I, I I totally get that. I mean, it just resonates with my with my spirit when you say that young people aren't talking to the the guardians, the parents, the used to be the heroes or the at least some sense of what you say could guide me. They're not going there anymore. <clears throat> And right. that, that was just a, it was a profound um, statement, you know, for sure. Um, there's so much work to be done or whatever we want to call it, experience to be revealed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I, I imagine that, um, so if we are looking hypothetically um, 
at a, a, an Akashic record and, and a soul. Is there, is there anything that, not to look for shame or, uh, I'm not setting out for that, okay? Because I would mm -hmm. say I, I didn't ever think about suicide. I, I never did. On another level, I thought about, do I want to be here or not? As a, as a gay, dismissed person from a Southern Baptist family issue, let's just drink myself to death, which is another form of slow suicide, isn't it, on one level? So I, I don't, I'm not coming to any of this with judgment. I just, mm -hmm. I guess, like so many people, um, and I don't believe like they're going to go to some bad place or anything like that, but do they, what, what is all that about? I mean, are they going to come back again and work with some of the same issues? And, and this is, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot and I'm not, uh, I'm not an expert with suicide measures, but all I can feel is that it doesn't feel natural. And it feels like wherever we're going in the afterlife, we're going to pick up. I don't know. I just feel like we're going to pick up where we left off. Is that like really ridiculous or is that? No, it's not ridiculous at all. Uh, this is, something that does come up um what i've learned working in the records about well trauma trauma is a big one and traditionally we've dealt with trauma but you know through i know for me therapy and you know i grew up with an alcoholic dad and i am also gay so i've dealt with that and and a very sort of um uh, you know a racist family actually that i've come from so I came through all that. I, I dove into therapy when I was in my 20s and then spirituality. Um, I think that what, well, what I've learned from working in the records is that trauma is, per the, the actual word for trauma, it's perceived. We perceive an event as traumatic, right? This is within the records now. So the records show us. What we can do is we can, again, that word mine, M-I-N-E, we can mine our trauma while we're in our records and look at what the trauma was. We're not shining a light on it. We're not banging around in it. We're not trying to reignite it because sometimes therapies will do that. And then you just reignite the, the negativeness of it, negativity. But what we get to do is we can mine the energy of it. What does that mean? And this can help young people. So young people shouldn't feel bad if a young person comes to the records, if an 18 year old comes to the records and they're going, you know, I am, and within their records, they're saying, I, I don't want to be here anymore. The records are going to talk with them in a sense and have them speak about and validate what it is they're feeling about why they don't want to be here. And then most likely go back to their childhood or an event or something, or could be a past life of, of that 18 year old. And as they start to sort of break down uh, energetically why they're feeling what they're feeling, the light of the records swoops in. I'm telling you, it happens every single time. And something happens. And so what is that? What is that light? It's the light that they already are. The second thing I want to say about suicide is that um, we can look again from the perspective of the records because that is what I am working in these days. Um, a soul doesn't come, when we're incarnating, the soul doesn't sit on the other side, so to speak, and go, I think I'll come in and I'll kill myself. 
The soul doesn't do that. But the soul may say, I am coming into this lifetime to create love and light and expansion in a way that blah, 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 blah. And that soul may choose suicide because whatever happens when that soul commits suicide, same thing 9-11. What happened on the planet during 9-11? Did all those souls choose to leave that day? Consciously, probably not. But on some other level, there was a bigger event happening that those souls may have been participating in. This is a hard one for people to hear because I'm not saying that, um, you know, I'm not saying, great, come in and kill yourself. No, 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 no. But right, there's right. a bigger picture. There's a bigger picture to all of this. Even the, even the young people who or those who have been um, victims of rape, their souls didn't say on the other side, I think I'll come in and be raped and be in a creepy family and be an alcoholic and blah, blah, blah. No, but the soul might be two things. It might be coming in for some sort of love, some expression of love through the experiences, or it could be related to a past life energy that they're playing out. That, that certainly happens as well. Sometimes somebody who commits suicide may have killed other people or those who are contemplating suicide. I find out sometimes in the records that that soul was in another lifetime and they killed people. And now that energy, they're now feeling so awful about what they've done energetically, DNA-wise, that they're led to maybe eliminating themselves. It's very, um, it, it's really, uh, it's like a pretzel sometimes, but a pretzel with light over it. I don't know how to explain it, but mm-hmm. I, I, it makes mm-hmm. sense to me. You know, when, when I'm thinking about div- divinity and, and, and love and light, because everything is love and light, that's all it is. And then the ego conscious steps in, which Eckhart Tolle, you know, so brilliantly talks to about, is that ego conscious steps in. And, and in my records, I'm in the middle of writing a book on, with the Akashic Records, and they talk about the ego conscious constantly, that it is this sort of construct that is not real. They say it's not real, actually. And, um, and then as we, they, they describe the ego conscious to me as um, a balloon that's getting bigger and bigger if we just keep adding air into it. But if you pop it, there was really never anything in there to begin with. And your new book coming out is entitled The Akashic Realm, Conversations with the Divine. When are we going to um, be able to get it? Um, I'm hoping fall. By the fall, it will be ready and out there. Yes, and it's going. It's called in the divine realm. Conversations with, I'm, I'm sorry, it, I can't believe the title just went away from me. I can. <laughs> it's because I'm in another vibration right now. This is uh-huh, really cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, of course. It's uh, the well, the one I have is it's called the Akashic Realm Conversations with the Divine. That's the title. In I, the Akashic, yes, I, it's in the Akashic Realm. Yes, Conversations with the Divine. Mm. Um, yeah, that just came through. Yeah, it was through my own readings. They were they were imparting to me that part of my role was to uh, bring forward what they are offering mankind. Because quite often I would be asking things in my own records, like, why am I this or that? And why am I struggling with this? And da da da. And then mm-hmm. they would speak about, you know, they would impart. Obviously, my own light beings, light energies would impart to me about my own life 
and then they would talk about humanity and go off on on in these beautiful uh i don't know what to call them it it kind of felt start began to feel to me like um neil donald walsh with conversations with god really pretty amazing stuff so i'm that's what i'm doing i'm doing what well, we'll have to have you on the show again and uh, maybe do a zoom or a something live or whatever so we can just sparkle the light out there uh, at the same sure. time, but that would be so. Let's look at that when the book comes and and you're you're settling out. Let's uh, have you on the show again. I would I would love that, and um, and definitely to to deepen, you know, this conversation. Um, the other thing I I wanted to ask you um, is: Do animals have akashic records? Yes. Okay, and good. I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that. I heard I heard someone say very adamantly and very strongly one time, nope, a dog or a cat, they have that one life, and that's it, and it's over, and done. I don't feel that. I don't believe that. No. Um, I don't believe that um, at all. I, I believe they've I, been around yeah. time and time and time again. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what my experience is in, in, the, in the records when I'm in the records, and I've opened the records because I am very concerned about animal rights, as is my wife, Christine. And um, we are, we have one cat that just is so attached to Christine. And we, you know, we've never been able to figure it out. And the way that I figure out if it's right to open the records of one of my pets is um, to just, I just sit with whoever it is. We have four, four cats. One time we had four dogs and four cats. Uh-huh, um, we did too. But I just sit my wife and I did, yeah. too. We had eight animals. So when I say yeah, I have four totally now, right. I go, we only have four. <laughs> and we only have, let's see, four or five. So anyway, I, I sit with the animal, the pet, whoever it is. In this case, his name is George. And I just say, George, do you want me to open your records? And he'll either turn away. They'll, the body will show you no. Because I need the thing about opening records is you have to have the permission of the person or the animal mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they tell you so i've opened his records and he actually has a past life with christine he's her keeper and it makes everything that came through his reading was just right like our mouths dropped because it made so much sense to why and how he resonates with her and it was beautiful so yeah i'd like to do horses i haven't done that yet Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely horses. I have such compassion for them, too. And I, too, am a very strong animal activist, always have been. Um, and anything else that is alive, really. Um, but yeah, I, I did do a soul retrieval on a uh, horse one time. And um, I didn't even know that I could. But somebody asked me if I would. And I said, yes, of course. <laughs> so, you know, that's how spirit works. You just say, okay. Yes. yes. But what was fascinating, um, in short, was that it was a uh, like a breech birth backwards. Um, and it was just very clear, the imagery that I could see. And then as I was telling my shamanic teacher that I studied with for many years, and she went, and how does that also resonate with you? Didn't you almost die when you were being born? So anyway, it, it is. It's just... Um, Wow. Is that, it's that just incredible, right? This is incredible. Did that happen? <laughs> Did that, don't mind my asking. Were you breached? Uh-huh. So was I. I uh, my, either my mom or myself were 
were destined to to die. We were in labor. Uh, you know, I tell people we were in labor 48 hours. And when my mom sees me even today, she still grunts. It's probably not nice. But anyway, it's funny. <laughs> but yeah, it was no, a that's rough, very rough funny uh, my, experience. My mother, my mother has passed and we were very close. And she would do the same thing as I would say, usually on my birthday, mommy, what was it like, you know, giving birth? And she'd go, she would grunt and go, don't even. Because I flipped <laughs> at the last second. And and I I think I was saying I don't want to come out to this world because I know what I'm coming uh-huh. into. Uh, so was That's I. Interesting. I. You're the first person I've met that has had that experience, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. So was I. And I think that's been kind of an underneath layer for a long time of not wanting to come out to this world. So I totally yep. get you. So hi, sister from another mother. <laughs> I know. I love Thank it. you, Dia. We love you so much. You're our hero. Oh, Shiro. Yeah. You're just all that. And and better than a piece of uh, sliced vegan cheese. We're so grateful. What a day this has been. Oh, my gosh. I feel yes, like my heart is so open. I'm just, uh, just giddy and, um, and want to thank everybody for tuning in and let us enjoying this experience together. This is what going with the flow can look like. This is what the unexpected can be. Um, this is what opening to something different, uh, can look like. And I'm talking with Mary Medeiros and you can find her on her website, spirit therapy by Mary.com. And We've got a great book coming out. We'll definitely have Mary again. And the next time uh, we may look at a Q&A or something of that nature as well. Um, if either mm-hmm. one of us can make room for that. <laughs> so enjoying yeah. this conversation so much is just uh, really special. Um, we have three or four more minutes um, that gives you the space. Um, what other direction or story or something that you want to share, Mary? Well, okay. First of all, thank you, Temple, for, for, for this. Um, I feel like it's a gathering. There's many mm-hmm. more than you and me here. Um, mm-hmm. So the three things that are the absolutes of the records are fear not, resist not, and judge not. It's just something to, to take in. And the other thing that I want to say is in one of my readings from I don't know how many years ago, they were talking about freedom path to freedom and what they said was trust in your divine know that you have the answers to everything deep inside of you um, and what happens is if we're unhappy it's because we're not really trusting that we already have everything we need right inside ourselves the answers to everything reside in us so all we have to do is to have an awareness of this we don't have to try and and have our mind try and figure it out because our mind's not capable of understanding the depth of that. And I think that's where we sometimes get ourselves tripped up, is we, our minds jump in and, and try and figure it all out. When all, there's a moment, I think we've all experienced, where you just have an awareness of something very special that's inside you. That's it. That's the all that isness that the records speak to and are about. And it's what life is about. Joy, love, and the all that isness. that's what I wanted to share. And and when we're in that space, that is what we're experiencing. And then, and and when we are not listening, right? And we're not Mm -hmm. in the space of the direction where we're resisting the direction for whatever reason, 
that's more related to where the pain is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. It creates confusion. Then the, then the ego conscious is able to sort of take hold and create all, it, I'll say, wreak havoc, um, when really that was never real to begin with. The only thing that's real is that we are joy and love. That's it. And I think a lot of people have a hard time. They, it's like, that's too pie in the sky. Like, that's not what life's about. It, it actually is about that. That is, if we just have an awareness of it, that's where we then begin to experience happiness. It can be that easy. And that, and that by itself shows uh, not only a level of awakening, but also the level of resisting the awakening. Because it, yes. uh, that's what I noted at my high school gathering reunion some 20 years after the fact of graduating is that that was not the conversation. And I was so surprised by that. You know, mm-hmm. how many children do you have? Where do you live? How big is your house? What kind of car do you drive? It wasn't, are you happy? <laughs> you know, the key thing wasn't in the rent. Right. Do you know? You know, right. like, like the big deal, the what it ought to be about. Um, so I, I well, just honor you and the work you're doing and uh, you. the lives and souls you're opening or awakening. And and my hat goes out to you and uh, goes off to you and out to you, too. But <laughs> it would have a long way to go from Florida to California. But um, everyone, tune in to the website, spirittherapybymary.com. Join me at templehaze.com. Love to stay connected. And most of all, I just appreciate your ongoing support with our our radio show. Uh, You can also look us up on firstunity.org and know more about what we're doing and what we're up to. You know, it's one step at a time, one day at a time, one heart opening at a time. Thank you. Mary Medeiros, appreciate you being here today. God bless you on this amazing journey we call life. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.